Hey, everybody. We're here. We did it. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Tractor the Holodeck. With Mark. Mark Cooper. Mark's here. Mark, you're you're Mark, our... you're gonna be like the Aaron Eisenberg of our show. Yeah. <laughs> in the sense that you're like you should be main cast, but you know, you're still gonna you weren't under your Do original I have to contract. be Aaron? Do I have to do the dance? Uh, yes. That dance was dance. so fucking great. I fucking he loved that it. shit. Did he really? <laughs> it was he said it was like the only thing he ever improv that made it to screen. <laughs> Because everybody was doing it at the end. <laughs> yeah, the whole room. <laughs> I feel like if they if they ever show Frankie and in Star Trek, it's got to be that dance or a version yeah. of it. Like you, that just dance. has got to be the way Frankie's dance. <laughs> like if you ever see a Frankie wedding or something, like that's a traditional Frankie wedding dance. Right? The Frankie yeah. dance. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's right. Wedding month is up and going. It is uh, active uh, here on Track to the Holodeck. And uh, this week we did. You are cordially invited. We also are coming back to Deep Space Nine briefly. Mm -hmm. It'll be another 10 episodes or something like that before we do another one because we ration our Deep Space Nine episodes. (laughs) They're so little, but they're all Which the last one you did, Move Along Home, wasn't even really a holodeck. A real holodeck episode. Not even a holodeck. (laughs) I got to figure out which one of those episodes is the one where they go to the planet and the entire village is a holodeck. Oh, I can tell you which one that one is. It's called Shadow Play. Oh, my God. Mark. It's such a good episode. It's such a good it's episode. It's so good. That one counts. I'm calling it now. I that think one that one does No, that count. one absolutely counts. projectors. It yeah. is, yeah. Shadow play. I got to put play. that in the list here. It so counts can... because it's not just people. Like, it's in a whole environment that is hollowly created. And I think that's kind of yeah. what we've tried to, like, limit ourselves to is if the environment is hollow, then it counts yeah. as holodeck. But if it's just, like, the doctor in medbay, it's not. That that doesn't count. Count. Also, DS9 is so star for hollow content that yeah. I feel like it should count. <laughs> Millions. Also, Lodare would be very upset with me if I didn't answer some of your pride questions with it being June. Yeah. Um, he was very perturbed in He the- was per- he was angry. He was he I, I felt that I felt that anger. Yeah. Pride month is only June, not June and July. <laughs> because because Pride Occurred what June twenty eighth, right? Excuse me, the riot, the uh, Stonewall riot, Stonewall right? riot. Yep. And in October, you were you were saying, oh, October, uh, Atlanta has stuff in October. October is actually LGBTQ History Month. Um, oh, look at that. And so a lot of schools, because they're out during the summer, celebrate in October because that's when students have um, are in school. Right. Cool. Yes. And so, so wedding month, Pride month, you know. Jadzia is uh, a, a retconned queer character. It's a queer icon. Um, yeah. Yeah. She's been a man. She's been a woman. I mean, look at those arms. She is jacked. I was very impressed. Terry Farrell. Yeah, is, they uh, have the whole scene, a uh, couple of scenes in this episode where they talk about her multiple marriages. Has been a bride, yeah. has been a groom. She's had she's, her six weddings. She's amazing. 
So um uh, <laughs> grab grab your uh Did your, we say we say do we say what episode we did when it aired, all I that did. stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Did, you I did, did say when it aired. Air. We, we didn't say when it aired, but side. that usually happens we, after the thing, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. I don't no, I don't think so. I think Dylan normally says it right before. Well, the thing. Dylan Dylan's not here. here. One, <laughs> two. That's not structured. How? Whatever. Well, you okay, know what else is Dylan's not structured? Sake. How we do it, Jan? Is just jumping straight into the podcast. Even, but now we're doing that. Even. We did that a little bit differently today. <laughs> Dylan's not here. Because Dylan's not here. We're just doing things. You know, a Dylan. Classic. He's the one who keeps everything all structured. That's Dylan's <laughs> yeah, role. That's Dylan's role. <laughs> you know what we should do? Because what should we do? Be- because Dylan, um, we tried to do it to Jan, uh, and Jan completely said no to this. Uh, is we should try to call Dylan to do the thirty second recap, even though he didn't watch the episode. <laughs> you finally give me an episode where I want to do the recap. <laughs> actually, and you're gonna give it away. Actually, this week would be me. Normally, you make me do the recap every time I'm here, and you're gonna give it to Dylan on a DS9 episode when I actually would be good at the recap. It should be Mark. It should be Mark. Should be Mark. It should be Mark. It'll it'll be Mark. (laughs) It'll be Mark. It'll be gonna be Mark. It's gonna be spoiler alert. It's always Mark. Spoilers. It's gonna be Mark. (laughs) Grab your counterfeit. Candles, Kalan candles, or whatever they are. Uh, Bahama. And bah- bah- Bahamas? Mahama? With a V. With a v. Bahama. Bahama candles. Like Valhalla uh, almost. Yeah. I mean, look, Klingons are space Vikings. At least the way they're depicted Basically. on Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So, um, yeah, grab those, light them, and put on your 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 most formal red leather costume and uh strap in for your believe these simulations to be this real much of it is real sir i disengage the safety protocols now that even a holographic bullet can kill it's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. You may enter. I see. I was just Jump gonna right like, see, where go, see where it goes. You know, like <laughs> I eject very early. <laughs> oh god! I was gonna say you gotta get in there and and do the nog dance. Do the nog dance. Do the nog dance. Do the uh, what looks like kind of like a monster mash style dance. Yeah. <laughs> she she got in there with after she punched Sorella in the face. Oh, she yeah. was like, everybody back to partying. And then she started doing the dance too. And then the whole room was like, do the nog dance. Yeah. It is interesting when Jadzia gets like this. I mean, she's fiercely dis um not this uh, independent. Which is something that's awesome about Hates her. Hates authority. Yeah. Um, but you'd think that, I guess she's just so fed up with this Cirilla lady. Because she likes Klingon culture. So she's such a Klingon weeb. And Curzon was basically an adopted Klingon. And I think that they kind of address that with the whole uh, Cisco scene. 
and Cisco basically being like, um, you can't rely on what you know about Klingon culture through Curzon because you were a man yeah. when you He's were like, Curzon. Newsflash, you're not Curzon anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I knew I knew Curzon Dax. You, ma'am, are no Curzon Dax. <laughs> I still call you old man, but you are not an old man anymore. <laughs> you're not an old man. <laughs> Him in that scene. Oh my god. Oh my god. When he is uh, it is Avery Brooks just like in his element. Oh, and yeah. and I am so um used to it at this point. But anybody who doesn't know Avery Brooks's acting sees that and is like, what the fuck is going on? With this? Like, why is he doing that? And I'm like, he's a genius. And everyone else is like, he's so ridiculous. And I'm like, that's the point. He has that's, to be so ridiculous. Yeah. And so, uh, he's I, yeah, pissed. I, go ahead. He's so pissed yeah. off. <laughs> the um, To me, Avery Brooks falls in that category of actors like Nicolas Cage, where it's like, yeah, this is technically – Probably it's not naturalistic. It's that's not what they're going talks for, like though. This. Yeah, because yeah, it's just them. Like that's what that's what they're bringing to the table is yeah. this form, this impressionistic yeah. form of acting and and being a human. This is what it looks like through the lens of Avery Brooks or Nicolas Cage. It's not realistic, but it is interesting, and it's <laughs> it's very watchable. He just yeah. like he's just chews the scenery and it's just wonderful. It's just perfect. <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. I, I put in my notes, I said you have like the ethos, pathos, uh, and logos, and you have Picard as the ethos, like the credibility and and uh and ethics and and uh Janeway is, is logos, logic and reasoning, and then you have uh Cisco is the pathos where he's just emotion and passion, and that's it's perfect. They, they just 90s tricks split up in, in three ways. It's it's amazing. <laughs> oh, I like that. I really like that imp- thing, except for when Janeway acts completely illogically. Yeah, oh, every yeah. once she's in a breaking while, the prime directive. Yeah, when the writers are like Did, just break all their own rules, like have anyone, her pursue that ship in vengeance and blows it up. Yeah. Did anyone see that meme that went around? That was the Voyager ship, and it was like uh, the t- two arrows, and it's like yes. uh, take five years off forty year journey, or like fuck around and break some prime directive. Yeah, and then Kate <laughs> fuck around, do some science stuff, break the. <laughs> Kate Mulgrew responded to it being like, I feel very personally attacked right now. Yeah, she did. <laughs> Kate Mulgrew was, was not happy. <laughs> what's what's funny is I I, I think her, like the way her character is in the first couple seasons is much more traditionally Starfleet straight lace captain. Yeah. And I think it's that episode Macrocosm when she gets the gun and the writers are like <laughs> This is oh, what we're yeah. doing from here on out. <laughs> Although oh, she looks she's like got the arms ass? for it. Oh, yeah. yeah. We can't necessarily say what the other captains would have been like if they were lost <laughs> in the fucking Delta Quadrant with no hope of getting home in their lifetime. Here's what, here's what would have happened. Cisco would have, instead of trying to come back, would have been like, this is our home now. We're going to make an outpost. Starfleet. This is how Starfleet, like Starfleet, is going to have this Delta. We'll find a way to communicate, but like, we just have to make this work. What if Picard what would if, have died what if within Cisco, a month? <laughs> what if Cisco didn't have Jake with him though? 
He would be fighting so well, if, fucking hard to get back to the Alpha Quadrant okay, if yes, Jake was in right. the Alpha Quadrant. But Jake would be with him because he's a single <laughs> father. Say, Cisco goes everywhere with Jake. Yeah. I know. You, but you're right. If if Jake wasn't there, he would have found like he would have created a he whole murdered. other fucking wormhole. Cisco would have said would've, to the wormhole. He would have cut the gamma quadrant and not, not tried to go the, through. Is it the Ocampa or whatever that he would have fucked over? If, yeah, uh, absolutely. He would have been like, yeah. absolutely. Open up that wormhole, baby. <laughs> yep, they're dead. Just kill them. <laughs> no problem. I don't. I, they only two days ago. Nine. I didn't know any of these guys. How are we in a DS Nine episode and still talking about Voyager? How it has infested happen? everything. It has infested the entire podcast. <laughs> now I said Picard would die within a month, but that's not true. They would have just gotten out of there within a day. Jordy and Data would have put their heads together and been like, "Oh, yeah. actually, we just." They would have found a. They would have found a very scientifically sound. Like they did a really good job at what they're doing, and they didn't break the prime directive at all. Way to get back to the Alpha Quadrant. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and Wesley would have been like, "This is a cool place. I love it here." Well, yeah, Wesley would have fallen in love with one. Yeah. Riker, sorry, Riker would have fallen in love with a with a four year old Ocampan or something yeah, like that. Right. Oh, yeah. that's probably what would happened. <laughs> it's like, look, she's very mature for her for her for her age, even as Riker, in her, within creepy. her species. You're being creepy, Riker. <laughs> she's like she's like fifty five in her years. Yeah, she's right. older woman to me. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. November 10th, 1997 is when this episode dropped. Uh, I was seven years old. I was 10. Uh, I was six. <sighs> Just six. I'm the old man. I'm the Curzon Dax of this podcast. Mm-hmm. It was written by the king, Ronald D. Moore. Yep. Yep. For All Mankind's Back, by the way. I haven't watched. I know. I wa- did. You watch it yet? I haven't watched it yet, but I'm excited. <laughs> it's totally just a soap opera now, and it's yeah. great. Well, that's it's, what Ronald D. Moore. Mo- that's what Ronald D. Moore shows turn into is just soap opera. Battlestar too. Yeah, and I'm like <laughs> totally okay with them turning into soap operas because his writing is still pretty good. So like. <laughs> There's just enough of like the cool set pieces or science yeah. stuff. It's like, okay, cool. But these are soap operas. They're, I mean, they're space operas. They are the most, the perfect example of what it is to be a space opera yeah. in the traditional sense. Yeah. Uh, okay. It was directed by David Livingston. I'll just keep doing the credits since nobody's picking them up. Okay. I didn't use it. I don't have the one sheet up. So you're going to have to do them cool. all. I'm going to do them all. And <laughs> the music. The music was by Denny Mack. Denny Mack. Denny Mack. Denny Mack. And we need to get back to Ron. Ron, run. We're on a run of the Mack. Like the Mack. Yeah, he's he's. It's not even Return of the Mack anymore. No, it's the run of the Mack. He's just here. Yeah, run of the (laughs) Mack. Run of the Mack. I think I had a dream that Ron Jones came back. Oh, here's what it was. Both of you guys have been making me, not making me, but suggesting to me to watch the Orville. Yes. Yeah. Same the other when I was feeling really bad and sick with maybe COVID. It's like I'm gonna watch it. And does Ron Jones do the music for that show? Maybe. I think he might have done a couple of them. 
Because I think Ron Jones does the music for American Dad and Family Guy. If he has Seth MacFarlane ties, then probably because Seth MacFarlane keeps his it's, his friends close. He he does. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, he definitely does the music for Family Guy and American Dad. Maybe not though. The Orville composer. Well, anyways, that show definitely takes no. cues from that era of um, Bruce Broughton. It does it for the Orville. Well, anyways, Bruce, no, Bruce Broughton, Broughton. Bruce Broughton did one episode of the Orville. Kevin Costa oh. did one episode. Andrew Cody did four episodes. Joel McNeely did nine episodes. And John Dabini did 13 episodes. Bunch of dudes. They took some. They took some serious uh inspiration from the jones oh for sure <clears throat> well anyways i've really liked it about, so far until until strange new worlds uh and while the orville was actually on air because they took a huge break it was like the one of the best trek shows on television because oh, like he literally cassidy yates is on the ship yeah, yeah. penny johnson gerald yeah and like he had to he like had to do the the dick jokes like stupid family guy jokes because that's what he sold the show to fox with but like As, yeah. you could see towards the ends of the end of like, was it season 2 or whatever season 3 um that like he was doing season less jokes and more serious stuff because he's like I just want to do a Star Trek show <laughs> <laughs> Which is why season, yeah, what what did we say when we were talking about it? Season one, it was like 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. Season two, 98%. Because oh, that's really? where he like got away from that in season one. And in season two, he was like, I want to make a Star Trek show. This is what I want yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, so far, I've, I've really liked it. And I'm still in season one. The, I enjoy the, season one. Yeah. Some of the jokes, I'm like, that's a little bit much. But then yeah. the other ones, I feel really work well. Like, um, there's a scene where I, I don't know all their names super well now, but um, you can just tell us their uh, person. Bordis. Uh, Bordis, where he like leaves the, the room Klingon. with the, basically the Klingon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. With, with their, with his newborn child with the two guys and they're just like he just left his he just left his kid with two drunk guys <laughs> just like like normally the scene would just end with just commenting yeah, yeah. <laughs> reminds yeah. me of my dad <laughs> so those kinds of jokes work for me anyways i, I think guys, the humor is funny i enjoy it yeah, it, it, yeah. I, you know what we finally are doing a fucking fantastic deep space nine episode and we haven't we can't talk talked about it. about it we can't talk all. about it i know <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, let's talk about it. Let's recap. do it. Yeah, thirty right. second recap. We we were gonna give it to Dylan, and then we realized it was Jan's, uh, and now we're actually just gonna give it to Mark because we've yeah. screwed him over so many times with these thirty second recaps. So many times. <laughs> All right, ready when you are, Mark. All right. Okay, I need to center myself. We haven't been talking about the episode, so I have to remember it. Um, how does it start? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. I got it. Okay. And go. Okay. Cisco is uh, back on the station after it was taken back from the Dominion. Um, and Martok gets promoted. Um, uh, Jadzia um, and Worf and Alexander are talking about how much Alexander sucks. Um, and he's going to get transferred. So they move the wedding up. Um, Worf uh, and the men all go to like a super dank cave where it's super hot um and Jadzia and martok's wife um are 
doing this Klingon ritual of joining the house. Jadzia throws a huge party, which results in her uh, uh, getting the wedding canceled. Damn it. Mark, you see, I think uh, the issue with this is you're so good at the other 30-second recaps because you just don't really care about the episode as much. I want to like, get you, in as much information as possible. You want to get in as much information as possible because you love the episode so much. <laughs> so the wedding gets canceled, like all wedding episodes of every television show. The wedding gets canceled for some reason, and then the wedding gets uncanceled, um, and then Jadzia almost bangs a Pacific Islander guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> And they get married. And they kill oh, no. Worf. Kira and, o- Kira and Odo had their like uh, seven hours in heaven in the closet talking to each other. <laughs> seven hours. I want to talk about the, this immediately. That was the only thing that made me really <laughs> mad about this episode. <laughs> I want to talk about that immediately. Not for the same reason Mark presumably wants to talk about it. But because like, is Odo just going to have to go on shift without having regenerated? Is he going to be like... <laughs> Halfway Exhausted. through the day and just starts melting. <laughs> People are like, um, do you need to take a lunch or something? He's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I can take a um, meeting. I can- <laughs> yeah. I'll listen from the bucket. <laughs> you just keep talking. I'm here. You just keep talking. Go, go ahead, team. Uh, <laughs> the, su- the, bu- the, the bucket has sunglasses on like aviators <laughs> yeah because he's tired he's like are you sleeping puts it on the, puts it on the desk <laughs> take a report <laughs> he is he asleep nah nah yeah no, he's, just, he's, just, uh, he's just regenerating you know <laughs> he went to Jadzia's party last night oh, oh. everyone's really hung over including Odo he doesn't even drink he doesn't even, but you know, if he's going to be know, up all night listen. talking. Okay. Harumph. Reason I'm mad about that is Odo betrays his entire, <laughs> the people who have taken care of him for like eight years. Um, and the love of his life and it's handled off screen. They don't talk, mm-hmm. they, they don't man, they don't. You don't talk about it. You don't have a reconciliation on screen. Like that's how you handle it is let's go talk. And then they walk off screen. And then (laughs) when Jadzia opens the door, they're staring into each other's eyes. That to me is insane. It's the whole plot device, the whole plot device of the six episode arc that you're just coming out of is Odo dealing with this. And that's how you deal with it? No. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it's what what should have happened is this should have been a season long arc of Odo having to regain the trust of everybody that he betrayed. Especially, and Kira should have been the most important one. Uh, do you think yeah, it was just hard Quark for them to have that conversation? <laughs> do you think it was just hard for the writers to like? Uh, so they just copped out. They're just like, I don't know how we're gonna go about having this such a difficult yeah. conversation because like it feels like the equivalent of like the the spanish law after the um franco regime where it's just like we're just not going to talk about it it's like forgiveness yeah. and like if you did bad things you did bad things but nobody's going to talk about it we, like we got to right. move forward yeah yeah it's like kind of like how in america we're, we're just pretending the january 6th insurrection didn't happen didn't happen <laughs> And it's going to come back and bite us in the fucking ass. Yeah. It's going to be, well, yeah, because like the first Hitler's first attempt at overthrowing the Reichstag 
was a failure. Work. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but you know, that was the practice run. Oops. So. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I think, uh, you know, it's just a classic example of nineties television where it's like, we got to get back to stasis because people jumping in episode to episode are not going to understand why everybody's so mad at Odo all the time. Just can... Which I get. I, and, and, this to me is uh, so when I first started watching uh, DS9, I it, it was on Spike TV and they showed it one episode every afternoon uh, at, from like three to four in the afternoon. So I would get home from school and I would watch it. Yeah, and I started during the middle of this of the six episode arc. Got and it. I was like, who the fuck are these people? What the fuck is going on? I don't <laughs> even I had no idea. But you know what? I caught on. I, I yeah. got into it. I caught on. You figured um, it out. And then eventually it made it to the audience. end of the series. It made it to the end of the series and then I restarted and then I eventually I got it. Um, but back then in the nineties, when you only had one episode per week and then the yep. show ends, I mean, I, you're dealing with a different, yeah. yeah, you're dealing with a different set of rules. And so I understand. It's not like I could jump into the middle of an episode that like a friend was watching and go like, Oh, that's interesting. And then go, I'm going to go find all the episodes that have ever aired on a streaming service. <laughs> And then they're going to watch them. Yeah, exactly. But that's the, you make a good point, Mark, of like, uh, I watched it and then like I was confused, but then I caught on. I'm like, I feel like that's most sci fi people who like sci fi, that's most sci fi audiences. They'll jump into the middle of something because that's how a lot of sci fi starts, is it just jumps you right. straight into like this completely different world and gives Huge you all world. these different terms that they don't explain whatsoever. And so you're like, yeah, I'll figure it out. They'll explain it here in a second. Like, <laughs> well, like and up fantasy. until then, up until then, I had only watched yeah, Next Generation, fantasy. and and so I, but I recognized Worf, and so I was like, oh, there's a character I know. Let me watch this show, and I did, yeah. and it, I ended up loving it, and so it works. So, yeah, you're um, right, Jan, and fantasy. I <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I I appreciated. Um, I appreciate that they didn't try and shoehorn in a, a B or C plot where the station was about to blow up. Yep. I feel like Voyager and TNG, whenever they do like lighthearted episodes, they try to have That's like a, danger. yeah, like, Oh, maybe the station. I mean, maybe the ship is going to blow up too. Like, I think, yeah, I think the obvious thing for this one would have been, since this is the first episode after they've taken over the station again, would have been like what kind of Cardassian traps. traps have been, booby traps have been put in. Because we, I mean, we've seen the Cardassians do that before with Empoknor mm -hmm. and... um and also just the the what is it attention Bajoran workers like yeah. thing so it just it stands to reason that deep space nine is full of booby traps after they they left the station uh but they didn't do it which is fine because sure the thing is there's that that six episode arc is intense where their deep space nine is occupied so this is a palate cleanser this is a all right let's have a little fun then we'll get back to the war stuff um so I, it's, it's, it's the audience's shore leave. It's like, you yeah. can't have, you can't throw them into a war and let them stay there. Cause they'll just go crazy. You got to give them some shore leave. Give them a little shore leave. Like take me out to the hollow suite. Exactly. That's it. Cause after take me out to the hollow suite, shit gets real again. Yeah. <laughs> 
Let's do some guest star shout outs. Since Dylan's not here adding his elements of chaos, I'm, I'm just going down the sheet here in okay. order. Well, JG Hertzler as Martok, uh, which is one of my favorite recurring characters. And I love in this episode that we find out that he's just like a big time wife guy. Martok <laughs> is a wife guy. He's like the honeymooners. Bam, zoom to the moon. <laughs> I don't, he talks I don't know a big that game, reference. But he's also just like, I don't, I can't. You don't know the honeymooners? The honeymooners? Yeah. That's like is the that oldest the Bruce Willis show? show? No. Come on, What's the honeymooners? man. What's Young. the honeymooners? One of these days, Alice. This is like, Bang, it's like three. It's like pre. This pre, is like, um, I love Lucy. Yeah, this is like early sitcom. Like 50s like this is, television. Like they're they're doing a play on a set in front of people, kind of like early sitcom, like vaudevillian, yeah. like... Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, He's like a bus driver. Oh, is that kind of what in WandaVision that first episode was based off of? Probably. Never like watched 1950s. WandaVision. I thought, the first, I thought the first episode was I Love Lucy. Uh, it's more I Love Lucy. You're right with all the... Um, it was okay. um it, it 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 is something that I watched a lot as a kid because my dad watched it and you go, I I have uh nostalgic feelings for this TV show, but it, but it celebrates not. it celebrates uh, an abusive relationship and you're like, You can't <laughs> that's not good. It's not good. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, it's like tonight on the NBC Cigarette hour. It's like, yeah. like that kind of yeah. television. Like, <laughs> Remember, men, beat your wives just yeah. to remind her that you can. It's like, oh, okay, all right. The or more you lungs, know, the starker. Healthy across. lungs smoke our cigarettes. Like, it's like <laughs> we have well, filters. Well, that's to make not it what I mean healthy. by Martok. I don't mean that he's an abusive relation. I mean, it is maybe. I mean, there's just a power dynamic, uh, and I think that Martok by wife guy. I mean, like he just really fucking loves his wife. And she's she's yeah, in no, charge. It, it's one of those things where, like, if you meet the guy outside of his relationship, you're like, oh, this is a guy that, like, doesn't take no shit. And then he gets in front of his wife and you're like, oh, he loves his wife so much that he does take shit and he's okay with yeah. it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> He'll eat her shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then, Mark, I saw this in your notes and I remember reading it about it as well, is that Ronald D. Moore felt like he fucked up Klingon lore. By mm-hmm. stripping women, like by saying that women can't be on the Klingon High Council, he kind of just completely made it so women had no voice or power in Klingon culture. And he's like, I need to fix that. So uh, what's her name? Um, Sorella is in, is a character introduced to indicate that in Klingon culture, yes, the men work in government, but the women control the houses. And that's where true power lies in Klingon culture is who runs the houses, which I thought was really fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. So they they control the men. (laughs) I don't think it was until DS9 where you started seeing women on Birds of Prey, even like in the military. Well, there's the Duras sisters in TNG, but are those. But didn't they steal their ship? Like it wasn't like they were just like enlisted people well the duras sisters i mean they're obviously from the house of duras the worst klingon house ever uh because they're not true they don't behave like klingons they behave like cardassians duplicitous and dishonorable but i think they appear in tng but they they probably they they were in tng 
Yeah. And then in generations, they obviously they're the ba- the main baddies in that one. But um, but even like Quark's um, Grilka, pe- Quark's girl, Grilka, Quark's lady. Yeah, yeah. Um, she was the first woman to ever be on the the High Council. Yeah, she's cool as shit too. Yeah, she's a badass. magnificent woman. So yeah, I think I thought that was cool. Uh, Sorella was played by Shannon Cochran, by the way, who also played Kalita, who was a Maquis on TNG and DS9. She helped Thomas Riker steal, uh, not the Enterprise, but the Defiant. My notes say Enterprise. But... I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, Mark there's Warden a lot of... plays... Go ahead, Darius. I was just going to say, there's a lot of reoccurring uh, actors in the guest stars. Yeah. Mark Warden played Alexander Ruzhenko. Uh this is Alexander's last episode in Star Trek ever, his final appearance. Because he died, and, uh, right? He died. It, it's unspoken, <laughs> but uh, the implication here, especially in that Hopefully. scene where Jadzia and Worf are talking, like, oh, he's getting transferred where? To the Yvonne or whatever. And this ship's like, oh, should we do the wedding before he dies? For sure. Because yeah, like, that, ship, that <laughs> ship's definitely... I know that ship, and that ship is not going to survive, especially with him on board. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Especially with the world's worst Klingon on board. (laughs) I love how Worf is just like, I'll be sad, but it's for the best. (laughs) I Okay, again, I I think I said it beforehand. I'm not this far in DS9. I don't care about spoilers at this point. I'm going to watch it. It's still going to be great. This is the first time I've seen Alexander grown up. Like I, I just yeah. remember Alexander is like the TNG. Like, but there's yeah. that scene where they're in their damp cave, and, and it's something we can talk about in the holodeck. But it has something to do with stuff outside the holodeck. He's he says Alexander says I can barely even say my own name in Klingon. Yeah, I'm like, if Alexander can't speak Klingon, how is he serving on board a Klingon ship? He's just using that Universal Translator. U <laughs> T. <laughs> I like to imagine they don't use the universal translator and that's why he's fucking up so much because he's just like, I don't know where to put things. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I mean, it would be hard to integrate with somebody who's just like, yeah, he, he's just the translators translating it for it. Like, he's just not like, why are you here, bro? Yeah. Well, we find out that he, I mean, he, in a previous episode that he joined the Klingon Empire so he could get his dad's fucking attention. <laughs> It's very oh, no. sad. <laughs> Worf is the worst. World's worst dad. World's worst dad. Uh, okay, and finally, Sydney Leofo. Leofo? I'm not sure how to... I think that is a Samoan name. I'm not sure, though. Or Maori. I'm, I'm showing my I- I- ignorance here. Pacific Islander, for sure, plays Manuel Atoa, the lieutenant who does the fucking awesome fire dance. Fire dance. The fire agency, which comes party. out of nowhere, by the way, like it, it comes out of nowhere in this episode. Like one minute we're in classic DS Nine, the next minute we're like fire dancing. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> well, so there's a couple couple things about this. I want I want yeah. to say a couple things about this. So he's from the the USS Sutherland, yeah, which is Ronald D. Moore rid, wrote it as like the party ship and like wherever <laughs> the Sutherland goes, like a party happens. That's which so he had amazing. to he had to then rewrite. He re, he was like, okay, no, that's not true or whatever. But it was, and he. <laughs> He said it was Captain Shelby, which he also wrote as the Captain Shelby who was 
I guess took over the Enterprise during um, when Picard was Locutus. Well, she was a commander. Remember, oh, she was a commander. commander. Right, which he then had to also de decanonize yeah. because of some. He had promised the writers or, of that character, like, I'm not going to touch this character unless you give me permission. Right. But, but that's she, the way, the reason he wrote it like, like that. <laughs> Shelby does appear in Lower Decks, though. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Uh, I do love the idea, and it does feel like a Lower Decks play. I hope that they do, you know, once they get into season four or five, when they're running out of lore to, to, to play on, that they should not bring Sutherland that show up. <laughs> Sutherland, it should the be party the party ship. ship. <laughs> and it's, the Sutherland is a generational party ship. It's like yeah. the fucking, like, you know, like how the Navy keeps some old sail ship, sailing ships operational because it's cool, but you actually have to have a crew for it that is in the Navy. So you get yeah. like a special assignment to it. I feel like that's what the Sutherland should be. Like, hey, <laughs> I just got it. I just got my papers. I'm transferring to the oh, Sutherland. Yeah. Bro, that's awesome. Like Whoa. getting assigned to the <laughs> Sutherland is like a sort you of like an honorary Anything, anything except for upkeep that ship <laughs> are you kidding me i have a responsibility to bring a party to every Wherever single place i, I go <laughs> it's so much pressure <laughs> oh, man. you've all been handpicked for this role as basically the your first assignment your first assignment we're going to deep space 10 they need a party they need a party <laughs> <laughs> we're like get. they're like traveling shore leave <laughs> just like wherever they can. it's like and, and they have to find they really do have to find a way to succeed that would be a fun thing to explore like if they go to uh, an all Vulcan ship like if they go to the um the to, to Cumbra or whatever that uh, yeah the, the all Vulcan ship like hey we're bringing the party to that ship oh yeah I don't care so what to- you guys say we have to find a way to make these Vulcans <laughs> have a good time <laughs> we're the Sutherland goddamn it we haven't been re we haven't been resupplied in ten months. Our streamer supply is severely low. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just what is it? Uh, Jellico is in charge. He's <laughs> make it happen. Just get it done. Just get it done. Get, it, get done. it done, sir. Maybe I think I found a way to reroute our plasma couplings so that we can have more streaming. This excellent, great. Get it done. <laughs> That Doctor, would be a fun show. I, I'm feeling down and depressed. My crew's morale is really through the dumps. I, I don't know what to do. Like what, 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 what is there to be done? <laughs> well, have you, go to this space dock and ask for the Sutherland to resupply <laughs> you. But Doctor, you have to understand <laughs> to resupply you. <laughs> We are the USS Sutherland. <laughs> Who is the Sutherland for the Sutherland? Uh, what's the? I don't know why I'm blanking on this, but what's the uh, TV? What's the movie with Ryan Reynolds, like young Ryan Reynolds? Uh, what is that? Where is that? Wilder. College? Van Wilder. This is Star oh, Trek's Van Wilder. Like, yeah. <laughs> the USS Sutherland. It is a great, uh, wonderful idea. Coming next fall. We have we have two shows now that we could pitch to you, uh, PP. Uh, yeah, come on, PP. Uh, uh, come on, PP. Like, no, we're gonna keep. They're just really focused on keeping Section Thirty One in development hell forever. Oh my god, I'm, I hope it stays in development hell forever. 
Speaking of the party, yeah. Um, my fiance makes fun of Star Trek parties all the time because party <laughs> scenes in Star Trek are notoriously terrible. Very <laughs> They're always like spaced terribly. Like the the uh, the extras are definitely not talking when they're supposed to be having conversations <laughs> in the background. Like they're so bad. This party scene was banging. They oh, they yeah. did a great job with this party scene. They 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 went out it, of their way. I think David Livingston was like, "Parties always suck on Star Trek. We're gonna make this good." And it's, it's great good. because they the the single like feature of them making it so packed that you had to like raise your hands to get through people or like push your way through people. Yeah, it like makes it great. Like because yeah, Livingston Livingston party. literally literally threw an actual party. Like the like because people. <laughs> He, what did they say he did? He played really loud music. So like the actors were actually having to shout for the camera. They were actually having to shout to hear each other and stuff like you do at an actual party. Like at one point Lita was up on the table, like dancing on the (laughs) table and stuff. It was like, it was like a wild time. I I like how great everybody was at the party. Go ahead, Darius. Sorry. The delay keeps messing us up. Go ahead. It's okay. I, it's not even a gripe about the party. It's more that we see Jedzia playing the drum and she is barely banging that drum and not fast at all. But then the music comes in. It's like, I'm like, that's not, she's not playing that. She's not playing that. Yeah. It's one of those things where like, yeah, Terry, just act like you're doing it. We'll put it in a post. It's good though. Good scene. It's a great scene. Sorry. What were you going to say, Jan? I don't even remember. Everybody's horny. I think it was that. Everybody's horny at this party. Well, they were doing the Ferengi yeah. mating dance. That's why they were all horny. Yeah. <laughs> the dance. So let's talk that about it. dance. Aaron <laughs> the Eisenberg. The mash, basically. Yeah. <laughs> they got uh, it. So yeah, apparently Aaron Eisenberg improvised this, right? He this, improvised this it and he said, he afterwards he said it was one of like two things he had ever improvised that ended up on screen for the show. <laughs> And so, and, and the, and Livingston loved it. Terry Farrell loved it to the point where she, she did it with him and the whole room ended up doing it by the end of this scene. So yeah, it's great. I hope it's canonized as this is how Ferengi's dance or at weddings, like Darius was saying, like, this is, <laughs> this has got to be a thing. They got to do it in, in like lower decks or something. Cause it's so wonderful. And, um, yeah, I like Lita being horny. I mean, everybody's horny for uh, Lieutenant Atoa of the Sutherland. I mean, listen. I also love that Rom is just like, yeah, I mean, like, he's cool. <laughs> he's chill. Who like, Rom that? doesn't get jealous. I, you could say it's Rom's, like, simple-mindedness that makes it, but, like, Rom's just not jealous at all. He's just like, yep. Well, let's yep. not forget, you know, Ferengi's. <laughs> Huge dicks, huge dicks. Everybody <laughs> nothing knows to worry about. He's got. He's like completely secure. Let's like, oh yeah, sure. That guy's Jack. He's but, like, um, I can see through that grass skirt. There ain't nothing going on. <laughs> exactly. That thing is very short. There's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I th- there's that's the next step of, uh, in Star Trek. Obviously, is is to have now that Discovery has checked almost every box is have a, a functional out 
polyamorous relationship because it like there's there's always there's been implications i think lita's the closest thing actually the how like lita and bashir the way they break up on risa is like risa. yeah so just that's the next step i think is just showing i guess i guess actually flocks is polyamorous i forgot about that flocks has well flocks has three wives and each of his wives have three husbands yeah they're like co-marriages. It, it's not exactly this, polyamorous. It, that was that was like Enterprise being like, we want to do this like um this like polyamorous multiple wives, but we can't make it too sex right. like sexist. So they get to right. have husbands as well. Like Which is how true polyamorous I guess it's yeah, relationships are like, right? It's not just like one guy with a bunch of wives. That's not like not some under yeah. banner of L- heaven. LDS, like. yeah. <laughs> well, it's not LDS, no, or FLDS. Um, anyways, I, I that's a fun episode because Flox's wife trying to trying to bang Trip and Trip's like, no, <laughs> <laughs> rowboat situation, <laughs> code rowboat. I took a ride in a, a rowboat. <laughs> <sighs> Apparently, this did you notice the scene where Martok picks up Cisco's baseball? Yeah, and, yes. and then Cisco, Cisco gets like, a little snatches Cisco it out it. of his hand. Scoop. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they went like they they went really hard, like figuring out what the motivation of that scene was. Uh, Hertzler and Avery Brooks, and it was that Martok isn't sure what the baseball is. And Cisco is concerned that he might like take a bite out of it because he like a Klingon might not recognize <laughs> what it is. I'm gonna tell you right now, like an apple, it plays, it plays, it plays. It's great, see, because like I was watching that and I was like, uh, Martok is like just trying to do something with his hands, yeah, and like picks this thing up, and it and and Cisco is just like that is very important to me. Please put it down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so it shows. Plays. Two method actors like the two of them. It's yeah. Like, because it's not even, it, it has nothing to do with their conversation. It right. has nothing to do. It just is like the two of them just like, hey, let's just do a little bit here. Let's just do like a little thing. And so it's amazing. I mean, it's a great way to make us an exposition scene more interesting. Right. Of just, instead of just t- talking heads, which is, which is cool. Groomzilla Wharf. Oh, man. God. It's a complete nightmare. I know you haven't seen this arc in a long time, Darius, or yet, or haven't gotten back to it, but Worf is, like, throughout the war, is constantly planning his wedding. That's, like, how he... That's amazing. That's how he distracts himself. That is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I love how much... He's just been dreaming of this wedding since he was a little boy. Since he was a little boy. Since he was a little boy. A Klingon wedding with all the trimmings. I, I love Jadzia here, where he's like, "Are these are these genuine candles, Muhammad? She's whatever." Like, Her sarcasm, yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, I went to Konos. I found the time for that, and I killed, I killed Targs, and I rendered the fat or whatever. Boiled their down. shoulders. <laughs> I get it. I get it. You didn't actually do that. Okay. All right. You could have just said no. You could have just said no. <laughs> but I like. Well, and then I the, like fact her, that, the fact I that like she commented on him. 
Cirilla. Yeah. 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 I like her coming back and just saying like, no, you're being an asshole. Like you're the one commenting on this. <laughs> no, I, I like that. The I like that Sorello came back and she was like, um, if you're gonna if you're gonna insult me, uh try not to use such obvious fakes. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh. Dax is like, I didn't realize what I was getting myself into here. It's like marrying into like a you know, a family with very strong traditional values and stuff and it's like hey if you're yeah. if you're a white person and you're marrying into any other ethnicity you better be either on point or don't even try because right. they're going to know <laughs> they're going to fucking know my sister is be very my obvious that you don't know anything or really really study up like yeah <laughs> was my sister Mark? married into a republican family <laughs> so you got to make sure those burgers are well done <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Remove all the seasoning from the food. <laughs> yeah. Make sure that make sure that you have at least one item of clothing with the American flag on it on you at all you, times. Yeah. It better be made in China and the tag have been replaced with one that says made in USA. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't yeah. even acknowledge that I exist around them. That's the <laughs> Wow. God. No, that's, that's not true. That's, that's okay. Not true. I was gonna say that's really good. She's on point. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> what were you actually going to say before we went into doing a bit about it? Yeah. About what? Or would you just, were you making Marrying it into a, a Republican party? No, that's, that's the whole thing. You were setting she, up that bit. Okay. She has to be very careful about what she's, cause she's not a Republican. Her husband's not a Republican, but her gotcha. in-laws are literal insane people. Like I was shocked that her father-in-law wasn't at January 6th. Right. Um, and so it's like, she has to be careful about what she says because anything she says could set them off at any time. And so it's like, it's that kind of thing. It's can be a culture shock at times. So not worth it, man. Not <laughs> worth it. No, those people are crazy. They crazy, like Odo. I fucking Odo. Oh my god, Odo banged a founder, and then was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe the Dominion has some points. (laughs) So, so when you link with somebody, Uh they have access to every all your information, everything, and then Odo says. She doesn't find she didn't find out about the resistance and stuff like that. She had access to all your information, bro. Well, yeah. So yeah, no, she, she didn't did. go there. She didn't go there. She didn't look into the. She didn't go there. She she absolutely knows everything. This is how the founders operate. The, They're intelligence the quickest, gatherers. It is the quickest Vulcan mind meld in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is like it's like Borg, like um, two way uh, Borg assimilation. Like yeah, she's getting all your info, bro. <laughs> Did you get any info from her? It's like, no, I respect her too much. No, like, I, you, yeah. you mean you didn't get any of like where the stuff's hidden or like how to or win like this war, the, the battle plans or anything like that. I nah. did, but then I forgot it on purpose. Like yeah. I, 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 I forgot it because I was just I a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> she promised me. It's like all right, all right, Odo, <laughs> all right. Uh, I love how Worf holds a meeting. By the way. For his bat, he's like, I am recruiting you for my bachelor party. <laughs> I love it, um, and I love that he doesn't tell them what it is until they're no. actually there and in costume. <laughs> and he says, like, "Oh, it's going to be unbridled passion," and then it's like, "This is not unbridled passion." 
<laughs> it is it is his idea of it. You just have to remember, like this is a war, guys. <laughs> remember what this is like, who you're talking about here. Oh, this is outside the hollow suite, so we can I can say it. Yeah. That is the biggest baked potato I've ever seen in my life. Oh, my the God. The one when they're eating the food and they have all the food. Gets put down in front of Bashir. It is a huge potato. <laughs> Uh, when the, the food that they all, the variety of food they or, that Bashir and O'Brien order at Quark's after they think that they can break their fast because the wedding's called off. I was like, is Quark's basically a golden corral? Like, is there just like it's got a, a buffet of because <laughs> like giant a, loaf of bread, giant loaf of bread, huge steaks, huge potatoes, shrimp. <laughs> Uh, this is this is also where we establish that replicated food is not as good as regular food. Right. It's not replicated food. Yeah. Because uh, he's like, oh, we can, where's the whatever juice? juice. And he yeah. says, he says, it's still being squeezed unless you won't replicate it. And he goes, I'll wait. I'll wait. <laughs> yeah. So great. Yeah. Actually, all the comedic timing in this episode is spectacular. Everybody yeah. is on point. They're really good. The direction yeah. obviously is good, but the actors are like really doing a great job here. Just when when fantastic. Worf's like, "Oh, we're going to be having a crazy bachelor party," and and O'Brien goes, "Thank God Keiko's not here." O'Brien was ready to fuck. <laughs> O'Brien was ready to go down <laughs> with some Klingon strippers. Man, he was so ready. <laughs> They've established in their relationship some rules, like. <laughs> If it's on the hollow suite, it's technically not real. So that's okay. Because, you know, they, they had to have this conversation at some point because Keiko's like often on her biological surveys on Bajor. Huddling for warmth on Bajor. Uh-huh. Like, right, right. Those Paul those, Wraith caves. Those hot Bajoran um, zoologists or whatever down on Bajor. Yeah. I, re- I mean, those ridges have to be useful. Oh, oh my man. god. Okay. I had to get that in. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> um uh, let's see here. Anything else you guys want to chat about before we head to the yes. archives? Then go. <laughs> this, this, this 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 I guess follows on the all the hollow sweet scenes, but the ending of this episode where Bashir and O'Brien <laughs> charge Worf oh, with yeah. the sticks uh, <laughs> is the funniest love- <laughs> end of an episode in Star Trek, I'm pretty sure, ever. I love the fade to black Bashir with sitting the there with it, just like, now? Now? No. no. Wait. Wait. Now? <laughs> Because they set it up like in that in that meeting with Worf, he's like, "I'm gonna need you guys to do this." It's purely symbolic. They're like, "Okay," and then at, by the end of the episode, you know, for them, it is not symbolic. They're going to kill Worf. We haven't talked about the wedding at all. We haven't. I mean, it's good. I love the ceremony. They're, they're very regal uh, uniforms. Uh, the leather man. Mark, did you say that you and Samuel are going to do this? Yeah, for our wedding, we're going to have a traditional Klingon wedding. And I can't it will wait. Be in red leather. I'll bring my big <laughs> stick to yeah, charge you in a symbolic fashion. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, and, uh, someone's going to tell the traditional story of the Klingon heart. So it'll be great. Jan, maybe you could do that. Okay, maybe I'll tell, tell the story. Tell the story. I will tell the story. Ah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we'll charge. Are you going to fast for four days? 
Oh no! I'll be on. I'll, that'll be Samuel's side. My side. Okay, we're gonna have okay. the awesome party with the with the fire dancers <laughs> yeah. and the Ferengi yeah. dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> Mark, I will do this. I will definitely do the Ferengi dance. The at Ferengi your dance. Way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 We got to find the Deep Space Nine theme disco remix to play at your wedding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, in it's fact, gonna be, I'm going to look that up. It's going to be banging. Because you got you know somebody's done it. Disco remix. The thing is, the, the DS9 one is the most somber it of is. all of them. It's the least so party. It's the, yeah, it's the least party version. Uh, there's a metal cover, of course. I'm, I'm, def- I'm at the KWL dance mix. Let's see. You know, I, I speaking of theme songs, yes, I continue to think that when I watch Strange New Worlds, there's gonna be it's gonna be the episode where I go, you know, I can skip the intro. Hasn't happened yet. Hasn't happened. Nope. Yeah, you Hasn't. can take that skip intro button, Paramount Plus, and move it to a, a different episode, <laughs> a different series. You can just move it to a different series. <laughs> I don't need to move it to Voyager though. I listen to that that. Intro every yeah. time. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Uh, archives. Yeah. Let's do it. Yep. Archives. Okay. Accessing Starfleet Archives. Deep Space Nine. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. Whoa. Ah, oh, watch it. Watch out, watch out. Watch I dropped it. one. Jesus yep. Christ. Yeah. Why do you have to light them on fire? It is how Lieutenant Atoa does it. See? He needs he performs he has with, these he performs with them on fire, but he did, I'm, I'm sure he doesn't practice with them on fire. Well, he does now. He said that it took him several years to get to the point where he could light them on fire and dance with them. But I am I am having to catch up. So Watch out. Jesus That's, Christ. Okay. okay. I know you do All everything right. 3 times faster, but maybe this time don't you could just do them without them let on fire. Also, okay. I think it's just three times stronger. It doesn't mean you get to do things three times faster, Lopeg. I well, feel like you really take advantage of this. I, I'm just trying to, you know, it's just like how my metabolism is three times faster. My, you know, I just think it's a good rule of thumb for, for us Vulcans to try to hold ourselves that standard of three times. So okay, that's but you're why setting have, the fire alarms off in every single room you practice in. So yeah, no, I did talk to constable odo about that but um he's been avoiding me he's been avoiding all of us is, is nobody gonna talk about this about what odo betrayed everyone what do you mean you know how you know what i feel betrayed i feel betrayed because i didn't get an invite to the uh bachelorette party um that jedzia threw oh we well, we were all there you you were there with us that was an open invitation. No, I didn't go. I didn't get an invitation. Well, it was an open. She I feel said, like "Me and Jadzita had what?" Well, she said, "You know, if if you know about it, you can come." Like she, I didn't get an invite. I just went. Yeah, you yeah, heard about it, like, right? I did. I did. So but you were invited, invite. basically. So I didn't go. Well, no. she didn't have an official Jadzita invite. Never there was... formally invited me. No, she I just saw a flyer and went. Yeah, she didn't formally invite anybody. I feel like me and Jetsia go back pretty far. I feel like we have a pretty good friendship. And so I feel like she should have 
at least invited me. The minefield me was taken down because of Odo. No, we still. Cisco just forgave him. I are are you talking about? Oh, like how they got the information or something like that from Odo. What minefield? They didn't get it. The Graviton minefield. They didn't get the information from him. He was supposed to. It was a whole thing with Rom. Rom was almost killed. Remember Rom? He was at the part. Ooh. Rom was at the What party. are you guys all talking about? Rom was at the part. Tom, I know that you like haven't caught up on the logs yet, but there was a whole. You know how we've been off the station for like six months? Yeah, I was really confused at that because I, I kept showing up to. I kept showing up to Quarks. Uh, no one would meet me for the, the Wait, weekly drinks that we would have. Hold on a second. Are you saying that you actually, during the occupation, you've been here the whole time? You've been on the station the I whole was really, time? I was very confused why, like, there was a bunch of Cardassians on board all of a sudden. Yeah. And, like... Were you, like, I just having drinks it was, like, with Jem'Hadar and stuff? <laughs> yes, because I just, I just assumed that, like... I just assumed that we, you know, like, it was, like, a trip in from the... In from the, the wormhole, and there the, was like a the, big it, like. You know that we are officially at war. We are officially at war with Wait, the Dominion. Now. Hold on, hold on a second. We're at war. We're in the middle of a war. Oh the war's been going on for like a while. Yeah. How did I not know about this? I I I had the exact same question to be honest, Tom. That yeah. Pert got shot. That he they had to transfer him to Starfleet Medical on Earth. Because Pert's he has dead? Third, no, he's not dead. He just has he third just degree hurt. burns all over his body from disruptor fire. I, you when know, we I've were been retaking the station so deep in work lately, trying to get those pro- like promotions that I feel like I just haven't been paying attention to anything that's going on outside. Speaking of third know? degree burns, can you get that fire spear away from? You're getting this really one? close to me. Yes. Well, how about you take you a step away, Put McCall? it out. Can you at least put it out? This, okay, you're not even fine. spinning it right. You're now. not ever even since, spinning it. You're just holding it. Ever since anxi- ever since the whole Odo thing happened, you've just been so anxious. You've just been because he on almost edge. my whole planet almost got taken over by the Dominion. Wait, yeah, wait, yes. McCall. Apparently, Tom has been here the whole time and didn't notice. You're saying it almost got taken over again? Yes. Oh my God, Tom, this is. <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't be worried about Jadzia's party. You need to catch up a big oh, time. Oh, man, that party was so great. Though. It was really we fun. We had such a good time. I mean, I I'm had a new pissed that I didn't. I feel like I feel like I was betrayed. I feel like there was a betrayal that happened. I feel like I've been very, very obvious that I want to be there for the day, and she didn't even invite me. Again, that's that's more on you, I think, Tom, because you seem to be. Literally, uh, she doesn't even talk to me, and I just went. She didn't even didn't even notice I was there. You know, at least Worf didn't like have a bachelor party and and not say anything to me because like me and Worf have also got to know each other pretty well. So, oh, wait, yeah, hold um, on. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, Yeah. Worf did have a traditional Klingon. I mean, it's not like a bachelor party in the way that you probably think, but... I heard there weren't even any Klingon strippers there. Yeah. Is that why the five of them were in those ridiculous uniforms, trudging into quarks every day? Yeah. Yeah, holding those sticks with the ball at the end. What were you doing? 
again, I was burying my nose in, in work. I've been cleaning out the replicators. I've been down uh, in the bowels of Deep Space Nine, making sure things have still been working, you know? Like, it, it makes sense why I didn't necessarily notice everybody was gone. Michael, what are you, what are you watching on your pad? Is that some sort of news report? News report? It says something about a hearing. There's some sort of Federation hearing about the founders. What is yeah. this? There, apparently, the Federation Council is doing hearings about what happened on Stardate 510106. Yeah. Oh, I mean, y'all aren't paying attention to it, so I might as well. I just, I don't, like, I feel like we should just move on. Right. Listen. Like, Odo's a cool guy, and I feel like he probably just made a mistake from what it sounds like you were saying. Yeah. And so, like, we all make mistakes, right? Yeah. No, but see, if we don't pay attention now, later, it could happen again. I don't think Odo should have security clearance. I don't think Odo should be in charge of security. Oh, I- come on. He was, Tom, how, wh- didn't Odo do a pretty good job during the occupation? You were here. I mean, like I said, I, I was so buried deep in work, but at the same time, like, no one was getting in trouble. Like, there wasn't any bad stuff happening here. You were literally in Quark's having a beer with Jem Hadar. I don't really trust your judgment on this one. What I'm telling you right now is, like, do you ever have you ever walked into a bar after a long day at work and just, like, had the tunnel vision of, like, not really seeing anyone else? You just need that drink. I just don't even know who was giving you assignments. Like who, who, what, where were you getting your orders or were you just backlogged? I wasn't, I, I, it was half backlog and also half like overachieving. Like <laughs> I, I wasn't getting assignments, but I was like, oh, they must be not giving me assignments because I'm doing the right things. So I just continued to upkeep Deep Space Nine. When it was signed GD at the bottom, that was Gold Ducat. Yeah. You were literally taking orders from Gold Ducat. Yeah. I thought that was just like, have a good day. Like, good day. You know, like good day. Well, when have our orders ever been signed? Good day. <laughs> yeah, did Pert? Get, I don't know. I thought things did, were maybe going Pert really get well. Did Pert GD at the end of his assignment to Earth so that most of his skin can be regenerated and his musculature can be regenerated? He didn't get a GD. He didn't get a GD thing. That's a that's yeah, an expression, well, right? That's an expression. Yeah, GD. Sure. That's an old Earth expression. Goddamn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I I wouldn't know. Okay, I think I've got it. By the way, here we go. Alright. Oh god. Let me stop. Oh! Oh Jesus. Uh, oh. Oh, oh god. Okay, oh. watch out. Oh, hold god on. damn. Oh, oh, I'm gonna take care of that. I'm gonna take care of that. Excuse me. <laughs> Alright. Okay, I'm gonna go watch these well, hearings I'm- since apparently I'm the only one that cares that we're at war. <laughs> Stupid Odo. I should probably figure out what this war is about. The idea that Tom has just no idea. I love that. Absolutely love it. <laughs> just having a beer with Jim and Dar. <laughs> I thought they were here. I just imagine. I like. I just imagine. You know, like when somebody's just so fucking exhausted. Yeah. Like he's just sitting there at the bar, like having a beer. And like everyone around him is Jem Hadar, and it's just like, but he's talking to people like it's like Morn, and like yeah, <laughs> he just like he completely missed the evacuation of Deep Space Nine somehow because he's, he's trudging around in his own world, just like overworked, underslept, like 
<laughs> What's funny is like when you Cisco, when they leave the station, they, they, like sabotage it basically and right. sh- destroy all the computer systems. So now my head canon is that Tom was like, <laughs> he's fixing everything's them all. broken. He's <laughs> just <laughs> working on the ship, he's working on the station, fixing the station for the Cardassian. Oh, look at all these malfunctions. <laughs> you know that scene in uh, in uh, Shaun of the Dead, the first scene where he wakes up and he's walking to yeah. the. And it's all zombies. All zombies. Like that's what I imagine. Like is going on with Tom. He's, <laughs> He's just, just like, like walking around, like completely, yeah. just like not paying attention. <laughs> I can't believe the main computer went down, and nobody's fixing it. I guess Nobody. I'll do it. Like I, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh man. Uh, okay. Let, let's 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 rate this the, in the it. hollow suite. The Honestly, party. the Hall Suite was the worst part of this the episode. The episode was so good. And I, I the Hall Suite was was decent, but I love all the little bits, the dialogue. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we've I already it had said, some good camp to it. Has some good what? Some good camp. There's Fantastic some good camp, camp going on. Oh this. yeah. Don't get me wrong. The Hollow Suite was great. I'm just saying, of the like, I kept wanting to go back to what Jadzia was doing every time it cut to because Worf is kind of a want want character. I'm like, yeah. I want more Jadzia. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It would have been fun to see what Jadzia's thing is. It is. I love that they had a full buffet spread just <laughs> chilling there to tempt them to, to tempt try us. to break their fast. Yeah. <laughs> All the scenes where they're trying to like negotiate and use special tactics to convince them to like turn down the heat. Like, um, Ale- like Bashir is like, you know, Alexander's real hot. Maybe we should turn it down a bit. Definitely can for I, Alexander's can we talk about sake. That? Can we talk about that real quick? Because there's no explanation of what happened to Alexander other than like, did he faint from exhaustion? Like just we out. just cut into this scene and he's on the ground like, Oh, and it. everyone's like, Oh no, Alexander. <laughs> he's like grandma. When he calls it, when he calls Bashir grandma. Yeah. Cause... And Bashir goes, not quite. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> I mean, that's who he lived with in Belarus for all those I mean, years. Yeah. Those were his surrogate parents. Uh, and then it devolves oh, just into a dick measuring contest and it's just like yeah, I'm it's good. just like we don't expect you humans to be able to da, da, da. and Cisco's like I don't need it make it hotter <laughs> just like, it's a good callback to when they go undercover as Klingons and Cisco's like I'll, oh I'll act Klingon fuck I'll fucking headbutt somebody as a Klingon watch me do it <laughs> he headbutts yeah. Yeah. yeah I love that I love that that Cisco has some like toxic masculinity traits Absolutely. that just yeah. pop out every once in a while in his weird way of being Cisco. <laughs> and he's always called that on it, except for this time. Yeah, always. Well, that- and he like knows it and like has to deal with that shit, but it just pops out at the randomest times sometimes. <laughs> in my notes, I said, it basically devolves into a dick measuring contest and nobody beats Cisco in a dick measuring no. contest. <laughs> <laughs> except for maybe Rom. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the scene where Bashir and O'Brien are hanging off the thing and perfect and Bashir's like it's working I'm seeing the future because it's supposed to like they're supposed to I have a vision I have a vision I'm going to kill kill I'm going to kill Worf kill Worf and then it ends with them being like kill Worf kill Worf (laughs) 
God, it's so funny. It is so funny. That's and that that was like great acting from both of them. And also just like a great scene in general that I feel like I haven't seen a lot of in other Star Trek. Yeah. Or even in these Well, because they're buddies. Yeah. Well, they're buddies and they're hanging over a pit of fire and just like like and this is what this is what passes for this is what passes for entertainment at a Klingon bachelor party. (laughs) (laughs) I know I like they were expecting a Dothraki situation and they got not that. Yeah. They got more of a Vulcan, actually. You would expect this to be a Vulcan bachelor party. Like, oh, yeah, there's temptation, there's heat, there's all these stoic trials. I, I do like too. We're just like four days of fasting, and Martok's like, "Yes, only four days. We'll have to make do." <laughs> like normally, it would That's be longer. Four days away. <laughs> we will have to. Yeah, make Martok do. being like, "It sucks. I know. <laughs> too bad we can't do it." The real, I wish the we right could way. have more. Yeah. <laughs> um, the trial of blood when they're like, "Let rivers flow through our from our veins," and they're like, "Who will be first? And everybody steps back, and Bashir's just like in a haze, and they're like, "Oh, we didn't think it would be you, you doctor." But, and he's like, "Me either." Neither he's did like, I. Oh, I guess not. <laughs> you fuck me, you fucking assholes. My favorite part about that is that Cisco is the one that starts it. Like yeah. Cisco yeah. steps back first, yeah. and like pulls everybody else back with him. <laughs> Savage. Cisco's just always just completely savage. Um, I'm disappointed. And I'm disappointed that they didn't spend all four days in the hollow suite. That they like left to go to sleep and then came back in the morning. I'm like, no, you're supposed to be camping. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It should everybody should think like they just they're just in there for four days straight, just having a blast. I've never seen it like I'm so jealous. And then they come out all fucked up and yeah. I mean, if I, I like were them, this. I would have totally broken the rules and I would have eaten uh, on my six hours off of the bachelor the party. in your house? Yeah. yeah. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> to me, dinners. this is the difference between uh, like the TNG ritual, rich, Klingon rituals and the DS9 Klingon rituals is the TNG is like with the pain sticks right. and like where you're walking through and it's very – and the DS9, it's wacky, campy, just like – it's it's yeah. serious, but it doesn't take itself seriously at all, and I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And TNG, they're like, this is his culture, isn't it? Interesting. The pain sticks, aren't we happy for him? And this one, it's yeah. like, this is ridiculous. Kill wharf, kill wharf, <laughs> kill wharf. Let's rate it. <laughs> okay, dialogue. I'm giving it a kill five. Wharf. Five kill, for kill wharf alone. <laughs> yeah, kill wharf. it's five. <laughs> Quinteros, haven't seen that one in a bit. Romance. I think well, it's romantic it's happening that Worf because is doing, of romance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bit of romance in it for Worf because like Because he, he's doing it for love. Yeah, and he's like for him, this really is super meaningful. This he's been dreaming of this since he was a boy. Uh so I'm gonna give even though there's not romance within it, I'm gonna give it a three. Yeah, it's a three for me. Because of the love that that uh, his friends show him as well. Oh, that's for like, true. This sucks. I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. But we like you. You're our friend. We like you, like, and, we and, love and you. even more we'll importantly, we like Jadzia. Right. I initially put zero, but okay, I'll change it to a two. Okay, two. Yeah, you've convinced me. Action. Not a lot of action. 
There's actually not a lot of action in this scene. <laughs> Ironically, for Klingon bachelor party. Yeah, I'm probably going to do it to zero. Mm, um, 0.5. Just, just because it is Klingon, they, they are like, there is like very like sharp movements. Um, also, them hanging, the uh, hanging. Is, is a little bit of action-y. So Mark, five. Uh, I'm going to say a one. One. Suspense. It's a zero from me. Zero. Well, they're suspending themselves over that fire. <laughs> God damn it. I'm giving it a one for the joke. <laughs> for the suspend. <laughs> for the suspend. Okay, you get a one for that. One. <laughs> I hate or you so much. suspend. <laughs> Kill Darius. <laughs> Kill Darius. <laughs> for camp, I'm giving it a five. A five. A big old five. Indisputably, and the stakes. I'll give it a. I'm going to give it a one because if this doesn't go at least moderately well, and I the think, stakes are huge for Worf because, yeah. like, this is Worf's wedding. This is what well, he's dreamed up his whole life. Well, and it's part of his part of his the wedding with all the trimmings that he's been dreaming about since he was. This is an integral part of it. Yeah, so you're right. I'll give it so a I, two. I said three. Three for three. Mark. Darius? Three. Three. Okay. Computer. What's her final score? Calculating. 2.81. Pretty good. Pretty good. That's pretty good. That's like middle of the table, yeah? Yeah. Which I need to update. I need to update that table. Yeah. No, fucking yeah. fantastic episode. And I also really oh enjoy the Hollow Suite content in this. It just isn't very like diverse, you know. Yeah. Um, I, something we forgot to talk about, by the way, is how funny it is that all of Worf's best friends and coworkers from the from the Enterprise, none of them are able to make it. Which yep. is on such short notice, I totally get it. Seven days, but like nobody, they nobody also are did. in the middle of the war, yeah. as well. Yeah. So, but- yeah. <laughs> The Enterprise stayed out of the war, famously stayed out of yeah, the, the war. Yeah, the Enterprise E was um That's true. Off. <laughs> Strange. That's true. Strange. Yeah. I oh man. Could you imagine if they would have gotten them to come and do guest some guest stars as like hey, Worf's getting married. He, so apparently they got Frakes and Burton, right? Yeah, they had because they had offices at Paramount, so they both agreed to do it. Which I don't know why they couldn't have had them come be a part of it. I thought it would, that would have been amazing, but they because they had offices at Paramount, they were like, "Sure, we can come be on set for a day. Like that's not a big deal." Uh, but it was Livingston an all or nothing wanted, thing, right? Wanted everyone or nobody. So I guess it would be really. conspicuous. Yeah, I like, guess they oh, had offices because be they here, both- why couldn't. They directed episodes a lot, right? Frakes and Burton. So that's probably why they had offices, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, um, LeVar Burton was also doing, I think he was doing Reading Rainbow at that point, too. Oh, is that a Paramount joint? I think so. Makes sense. Yeah. And Frakes was had directed First Contact and Insurrection and a lot of episodes. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that's why he has offices. Yeah. I mean, Riker would have been fantastic for this. Hell yeah! Because Riker is great at Klingon culture. He was he did his exchange program thing on a Klingon ship, so he would have crushed this with Worf, and he would have known. I think 
had they happened, had these, had this episode happened now, they wouldn't have hesitated and they would have absolutely had them cameo. 100%. 100%. Yeah, no question. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. They would have had Picard send a message like, Worf, very happy for you. Alrighty. Uh, well, this was really fun. Really fun episode to yeah. do. Yeah. Next week, we'll be doing TNG Season 1, Episode 11, Haven. I will not be here next week. So, it'll be Dylan, Jan, and Mark? Yeah. Sure. Boom. Mark's back. Mark, you're going to be here a lot this month, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you should subscribe <laughs> to this podcast if you liked it. Um and also you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter, Trek to the Holodeck and Trek to the Deck, respectively. We also have a Discord server where we have a lot of chats and share little memes and stuff like that. And it's a it's a nice intimate little party. It's it's not quite uh you are cordially invited Dax party, but it's not a lame no. most Star Trek parties and most people standing around not talking to each other party. It's somewhere in the like middle. Like a sound of her voice, Irish wake. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we really sold um, it. There. Intro and outro music is provided by the artist is provided by the artist Bodyline, used with permission from the Midwest Collective. It's now available on Bandcamp. They just dropped a new vinyl, by the way. I got an email from them. Oh damn. Mm-hmm. Oh damn. Thanks for the, the computer voice for Rona Blue. Boom boom. And uh Mark, will you do us the honors? Remember, we like Paramount Plus uh, now. This is a fan podcast, and even though we love Paramount Plus, please leave us alone because we're just right. fans. We hate just, Disney now. Just we avid Disney. fans. Yeah. Fuck Disney we're and big, Disney Plus. Yeah, we're big Disney haters. Yeah. Boo, <laughs> boo Disney. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week. Listen to you next week, or listen to us next week. You get it. Computer and program. Yeah. Bye. spent virtually every free hour in the hollow suite and for a while i almost forgot he was a hologram that means the holodeck safeties are off computer execute complete shutdown of the holodeck all holo simulations have been terminated 